Good morning. Welcome to the Chavot Rabavot class on Shara Bitachon. We're currently studying the fourth Perek of Shara Bitachon. Previously, we discussed the third category of Bitachon, which refers to relationships. How a person can properly apply Bitachon in a relationship, which means anytime you ask or need something from someone, a person has to understand that it's really coming from Hashem, and they are only a Shaliyah an intermediary, an emtsa'i, to give you that item. And when it doesn't come into fruition, you don't get that item, they're not matzliach, it's really not their fault, and really you shouldn't blame them, because really, the Chavot Lavot explains that it's because Hashem didn't want you to have this thing. Now we go into a whole new category of bitachon, which we're entering into the olam haba world of bitachon, which means we're going to talk now about bitachon when it comes to things of olam haba, Torah and mitzvot, and in that there's different categories like we spoke about. The first category, which is really the fourth category that we're discussing, is bitachon in regards to mitzvot which are ben adam lamakom, between you and Hashem, Shabbat, tefillin, tzitzit, lulav, sukkah, etc., Things that only apply to you and Hashem. There's no other people involved in your accomplishing or in accomplishment of these mitzvot. You can accomplish them on your own without anybody else in the world being involved, technically. And the Chavot Avot seems to say over here that this is one of the most difficult areas to even properly explain the proper... Um, boundaries and the proper understanding of bitachon in these areas. He actually writes in his sefer something that we don't find in other places. He writes that emet He says in this category I ask Hashem to show me the right way and to lead me to the emet. So let's begin in the area of bitachon when it comes to mitzvot. So the Chavot Lavot explains that in every mitzvah or avera that a person does, there's three steps. There's step one, which is the bechira in your conscience, which means you choose to do the right thing. You choose to do a certain mitzvah. Then there's another step, which is really very similar to the first step. It's bringing the conscience into reality. You bring it into fruition. You want to bring it down and you plan, so to speak, on how you're going to do that thing. So there's the choice to do it. Then there's the, so to speak, planning of how I'm going to do it. And then there's the hishtadlut that a person does to actually do it. So let's take an example of tefillin. So a person has a conscience, decides I want to wear tefillin. Then he, so to speak, plans it, how he's going to do it. And then he's going to get his tefillin, roll up his sleeve, put it on. And then there's the hishtadlut to actually go Take your tefillin out, try to put them on, and make a beracha. Explains the Chavot Ravot that in the first two categories of choosing to do the right thing and making your plans of how you're going to accomplish it before the step of actually doing anything, but just in choosing to do the right thing, which is the concept of Bechira, it's foolish to have bitachon, which means there's no bitachon in this area. In this area, a person cannot say, Oh, I have bitachon in Hashem. You know, a person's lying in his bed sleeping and he's saying, I don't want to get up and put on tefillin. If Hashem gives me the strength and He 
all of a sudden puts it in me to just jump out of bed, then I'll go put it on. That's foolishness. But the Siyah Salman explains the reason why there's no room for bitachon in this area is because once you're commanded on something, you can't use bitachon in that area. So therefore, we're commanded to do mitzvot and to stay away from averot. Therefore, there's no bitachon in that. Once Hashem commanded us, we have to do it on our own. As opposed to in areas of Parnassah and Hishtadut, etc., there's no commandment per se to do this thing. And therefore, on that, there's room for bitachon. Continues the Chavot Lavot, and he explains that, of course, you have the commandment of Bechira, or Bechata Bechayim, you have to do the mitzvot, etc. Says the Chavot Lavot, now what happens if we um, are actually. Um, so, so, so where is the room for bitachon in mitzvot? So he explains the room for bitachon comes in the third category. When it comes to if you're actually going to accomplish the mitzvah or not, are you at the end of the day actually going to be able to get tefillin onto your body and accomplish that mitzvah? That's where bitachon comes in. A person needs to pray and a person needs tefillot that he should be zocheh, to be mesayim the mitzvah, to complete the mitzvah. In that area, we have no control. What's going to come into fruition and what's not, we have no control. Our control is the Bechira. We can choose to put tefillin. We can choose to do all the mitzvot. If you're actually going to accomplish it, that's not up to you. And the Chavod Ravot says that a person has to thank Hashem when he's zocheh to do these things. And if he's actually zocheh to complete the entire mitzvah, all three steps, he'll be rewarded full schar. But if he doesn't accomplish it, Let's say Hashem had different plans. person chooses, but Hashem had different plans. He doesn't finish the mitzvah. So he gets reward. He thought to do mitzvah, he didn't do it. You still get reward. But not complete because you didn't actually do it. But the Siyah Salman asks the obvious question that if the third category of actually doing it is out of our control, so why should a person receive more schad if he does the mitzvah? It's out of my control. I have no control over him to do it. I did everything in my power. Why should I get less schad than the other guy? Explains him the Solomon, accomplishing a mitzvah, actually being able to bring a mitzvah into fruition and being misayim the mitzvah, to totally complete the mitzvah, is a tremendous zechut. It's a zechut that a person has. Hashem picks certain people for that zechut and certain people He doesn't allow to have that zechut. Hashem sees who's doing the bechira with His full all his kohot, he's into it, he wants it. When Hashem sees that you want it, he gives you the zechut to be mesayem. Because when Hashem sees that you want it, he gives you the full schar. Being mesayem, it gets you the complete reward. So Hashem says, you want it, I give it to you. But somebody who's, you know, half-baked about it, so then, sometimes Hashem doesn't give him the zechut to be able to be mesayem the mitzvah. And from here you could learn a tremendous musar, that if you try to do a certain mitzvah, for example, Let's say a person uh, decides that he wants to help out a certain situation with tzedakah. He decides a certain, maybe there's a certain person who needs help or something. He says, I'm going to help him. And he starts to, you know, get together to help him, whatever it is. And he finds out that somebody beat him to it. Somebody did it already. So here you have a guy. He chose to do the mitzvah, but he didn't complete the mitzvah. He wasn't messayim. There's a tremendous musari. According to what we're saying, that means this person needs to work on himself. You didn't want that mitzvah bad enough. If you wanted it bad enough, Hashem would have gave it to you so that you could have the complete schad for it. So we have to learn to want the mitzvah, to yearn for them. And then Bezat Hashem will be able to have them.
Have a wonderful day.